morning, good afternoon, guys, and happy holidays. Woo. Uh, Merry Christmas. We're back for another Geek Tavern. As always, it's me, Sean, and I'm joined by Mike Hello. and Aaron. And today we'll be talking about the Santa Claus trilogy as recommended by Aaron. Uh, yeah, take us away, Aaron. So uh, these movies follow Tim Allen's character, Scott Calvin, SC. Um, who works at a toy Who works for company. a toy company. Um, and on Christmas Eve, uh, he accidentally causes the death of the current Santa Claus um, and inherits the mantle of Santa Claus. And uh, these movies follow his adventures as Santa Claus. Um, may I say, he is, a, he is a damn fine Santa Claus. He is. He's a good Santa. Um, it is strange to me that he just picks up the robe off the ground of a... Like, he obviously saw him falling off the roof, like, and there's no body there, but he's like, oh, I'll take the robe. Yeah. Maybe he thought he was just like a robber. He's like, oh, I gotta get out of here, and ran away. We didn't know Santa was a Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Because he just, <laughs> just vanishes away. Yeah, but, uh, so the movie is essentially uh, Scott Calvin coming to terms with the fact that he has to be Santa Claus now. Because at first he doesn't want to be Santa Claus, and then obviously after the over the course of the film he realizes oh yeah I, maybe i do want to be santa claus because who doesn't want to be santa claus it's a lot of work i'm sure but er, but only one day a year yeah i mean a lot of work one day a year and then a significant amount of work to lead up to that point i suppose i'm i do have one question though so he starts to like get more christmasy like, as, like, the transformation is happening. Do you think that that's, like, the Santa, like, mantle, like, infecting him to be more jolly? It's like some Willem Dafoe goblin-itis like, yeah. shit. S santa itis Yeah. Because, yeah. uh... The Santa, like, is overtaking his mind. Yeah, because, like, at first he's just like, oh, you know, what's happening to me or whatever. And then he's at that, uh that um business meeting at the toy company and he like gets that huge buffet of uh lunch and then they're oh, like desserts. yeah and he's like uh they talk about the new toy they're going to release and it's like a santa claus in a tank and he's like oh yeah just what you want santa rolling down the street in a panzer it's like he clearly took issue with the fact that uh Santa would be betrayed that way. Yeah. Like, I don't know if Scott would have felt that way beforehand. Probably not. So I'm wondering if it's just, like, him... The Christmas spirit yeah. possessing him. Yeah, the Christmas spirit possessing him. <laughs> that sounds like a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> you could recut this as, a, like, a, a horror trailer. Yeah, probably. he killed Santa Claus, and yeah. then he takes over as Santa Claus. Yeah. I'm sure that exists already, though. Yeah, I'm sure it does. There's all kinds of different cuts on YouTube of stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much what the movie is, right? Yeah. It's just like him, we get like scenes of him interacting with uh, his ex-wife and uh, her new husband. Jim about Ronald. Yeah. Neil. Neil. <laughs> yeah, Neil. <laughs> about like, like obviously they clearly don't believe that he's Santa Claus because they're adults. Right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Santa Claus isn't real. So. He's not. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that I was breaking this news to you. Oh my god. Um, yeah. So that's where that conflict comes. And then most of it is just basically saying that he's an unfit parent to uh, Charlie. 
because well because he gained like a significant amount of weight he was yeah. disheveled like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of like there's a lot running against scott in this movie because like his physical appearance is also making like the lawyers and shit they're like um he's looking a little bad these days like i don't think that he's mentally well to take it and then on top of that thinking that he's santa claus and like trying to convince people like that he is yeah they're like he's insane yeah you can't be a father figure and uh charlie just being adamant of the fact that he is santa claus it's like you don't want a kid growing up in that type of environment yeah because they'll be like the eternal outcast essentially um yeah so i can't remember did does he have to have the beard? Um, yeah, so, like, he goes through, like... So he, like, grows the beard, and then he, like, f- freaks out because his hair's growing white and he right. has a huge beard. So he, like, gets hair dye, and he, like, dyes his hair, and then he shaves everything off, and then he's, like, all clean-shaven, and then, like, in two seconds, it just goes... It fills back in, and his hair goes white. He's like, okay. oh, <clears throat> hey, trouble. I, I thought I remembered that scene, but... I couldn't remember if I was also mistaking it for, like, uh, Heaven Almighty. Yeah. but I, I think that I something similar does happen in Heaven Almighty. Well, it does. does. Yeah. I, I do more specifically remember that, because I don't know why I like those movies <laughs> quite like a bit. Almighty. Yeah. I, I like them both. Anyway, we're not here for that. <laughs> can be. <laughs> no, I, I do like those movies. Uh, yeah, so I... I've seen this quite a few times, but it, it's one of those movies that I, I feel like it doesn't stay in my brain. Yeah. Like, it, it's... I would call it forgettable. Okay. I think it's a great movie. I watch it... I've watched it a ton of times. I've watched all of these. I watch it every, every Christmas. Yeah. it's it. So, like, yeah, it's like one I, of those The last couple of years, I just... I, I don't know why, like, I just forget every time like certain parts you know? i think that's a good quality of certain movies because you can go back and be like oh yeah it's like watching it for the first time again yeah mm-hmm. what movie did we recently talk about where we said like there's are you joking or do you don't remember i don't remember. it's the nice guy that's right <laughs> <laughs> and then when i watch again i'll be like oh right i don't remember the plot i think i'm gonna remember from here on out but yeah uh yeah i kind of forget <laughs> Well, there you go you get to watch it i guess brand right. new all over again yeah it's just it's like uh they're all like feel-good movies yeah this one i mean uh well i'll say whenever we get there but uh yeah just like it puts you in the christmas spirit really mm. um it's just like a staple of the christmas season like this is like there's always those handful of movies that you have to watch around christmas time and like Maybe not the entire trilogy is a part of that, but certainly the first one is. Yeah. Because it's like, it's just like a great movie. I, I would say the first one is kind of, I don't know if I want to say miles uh, better <laughs> than the other two, but I, I don't think the, the, the last two are as good. Well, I believe Aaron and I will have some I'm striking have opinions about that uh, whenever we get to the sequel. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, it's hard to really pick out any particular moments in the movie because it's really just... The weenie whistle. The weenie whistle. <laughs> yeah, whenever uh, 
I do like whenever um Scott gets captured being Santa Claus and they're interrogating him and they're like, oh, like they're basically trying to like, who are you? Like they, I think they know that is Scott Calvin, yeah. right? And they're like, who are you? And he's like, Santa Claus. <laughs> he's like, I'm Saint Nicholas. Papa Noel. Yeah. Papa Gijo. That's a yeah. good, that's a great one. Oh, Gijo. That's a great moment. And they're like, okay, this guy's a crackpot. And then the elves break him out. Oh, yeah. Bernard. We gotta talk about Bernard. David Crumholtz. Yeah, who they forget? David Crumholtz. Uh, his presence is severely uh, missing in the third movie. Yeah. Which uh, I think is a detriment to the film. But uh, I like his. He might be my favorite character of all of these movies because he's just like. He's basically Santa's number two elf. And he's just like. Yeah, like, I basically run the show. I have to tell you everything, like, that you have to do. Mm. I guess we should mention the name of the movie, The Santa Claus. Yeah. Because it's literally, like, a clause in a right. contract. Yeah. Which was, you know, very clever uh, pun wordplay. Mm. Uh, For years, say. I've written Santa Claus with an E because I didn't realize that <laughs> so uh the santa clause is basically um because the previous santa had died scott put on the robe he inherits the uh job of santa claus and uh i don't think that they say there's a way to get out of it is there like not at least in this movie and i thought the note said something about like Maybe it's something that happens in one of the later movies, but yeah. wasn't there something about um, like the only way out is for him to die? To die? <laughs> like, yeah, that might be. Like, I might mention that, that in the in this first movie because yeah. like the only way that you can actually not be Santa Claus yeah. is to die and somebody else to take it, which we find out is not entirely true in the third movie, but uh, I love the visual of them where they're like, "Oh, it's the Santa Claus," and they're like pulling like all these magnifying glass down to like enhance like the, <laughs> the like, fine print. Yeah, the smallest of print on this like Santa Claus contract. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just great great visuals. The production value of them looking like it looks like they're in the like Santa's workshop. Um yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean these are kind of some of those movies that they're almost not good, like, review. Traditionally? Well, they're not yeah. good, like, review movies, like... Yeah. Oh, that's true, yeah. Because you just gotta watch it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. you just have to be in the moment, watch yeah. it, feel the, the spirit of Christmas. Because it's not like an action movie where we can talk about the fight scenes and the... Well, we can in the second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can in the second one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I guess if that's everything we have to say about the first one. Yeah. And then the second one's exactly the same. No, it is not exactly the same. <laughs> do we, well, do we want to wait and rate them all at the end? Or yeah, we'll wait. wait. Okay. Well, I guess I'll take over the reins for the uh, second film. So, The Santa Claus 2, it takes place like... Uh, eight years. Like, yeah, eight years. Okay, it takes place eight years after the events of the first movie. Um, Santa Claus has been, well, Scott Calvin has been successfully performing the duties of Santa Claus for eight years. He's getting into his own routine. Uh, 
And then uh, he, I think it's, he notices he is starting to lose like some of his magic mm -hmm. uh, at a like, what do they call it? The council? Is it like a council of uh, fairy tale creatures or something like that? With Peter Boyle as well yeah. at the time, played by his old boss. Yeah, played by his boss in the first movie at the toy company. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's like Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, Cupid, uh, Mother Nature, Father Time. Isn't Aisha Tyler? Yeah. Yeah. Mother, Mother Nature. Nature. Yeah. yeah. Um. The Tooth Fairy. The may, may he rest in peace. Yeah, he just he recently, recently passed. Died. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, so they they it's like it's the movie starts with them. Well, actually, the movie starts with a uh, plane flying over the North Pole, and uh, they're like, "We're at Elfcon One, or we're at Elfcon Two, and basically, like, they have to be radio silent so that like people don't find out that they have like an underground workshop <laughs> in the North Pole, and uh, <laughs> Curtis. Uh, a new elf that is introduced in this film, who is a great character. Um, who he, is Abigail Breslin's older brother. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, is listening to a, uh, I think it's a, like a Santa. It's a dance. Animatronic. It, is it saying Jingle Bell Rock? I think it's playing Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so like. Um, but it, it's like a. Almost like a reggae jazz yeah. version of it. Yeah, so he's like in a haystack, like in the sleigh, and he's like listening to this animatronic uh, Santa go. And then the dudes in the airplane are like, uh, Sir, you're gonna wanna hear this. And he like puts it up, and it's uh, Santa Claus coming to town. And uh, Scotch is like running through the North Pole trying to find where Curtis is to shut him up. <laughs> uh, Curtis is like the problem elf in this movie. Yeah. And, uh, uh, David Krumholtz as Bernard is back as well. But uh, to the main plot of the movie, uh, we find out that there is a Mythos Clause, uh, spelled C-L-A-U-S-E, where uh, Santa Claus has to find a wife, a Mrs. Claus, or he doesn't have access or the privilege of his magic and being able to be Santa Claus. What happened to Mrs. Claus before... Oh yeah, what did happen to the original Santa Claus? Did they just Claus? kill her? Or Maybe she like, died. <laughs> her like life is tethered to like that Santa Claus. My God, <laughs> it's like, like a God Viking funeral. Scott takes one like bad like slip off a roof, and all of a sudden his wife's like, <laughs> yeah, like died like too, like. Or maybe she ran away because why does it take eight years for it to matter? That's what I mean. Like when he showed up, like was there not a Mrs. Claus? It was like, oh, see ya. Yeah, I don't know. My husband's dead. Like, clearly it isn't the type of movie to be delving into this type of stuff into. Like, <laughs> but when you think about it, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, I mean, whenever you really get into the nitty-gritty of it, 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 it doesn't quite hold up. Or is it because she's... Class, but... Or is it because she's not magic, so she just maybe died of old age a long time ago or something like that? I think that the Santa Clauses have a natural lifespan. Oh. Because we're seeing in the third film, like, the Hall of uh, Snow Globes. Like, there's a shit ton of them. So, at least that's the way I interpreted it. I yeah, I, I never got the, the sense that there's, like, a immortality or anything. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so Scott has to... Well, he's also dealing with Charlie being a problem child. On the naughty list. Yeah, he's on, yeah Charlie's on the naughty list. And he has to go, you know, address that. With um, the principal. Yeah. Of the school. And uh, he also has to find somebody to marry him and, like... Four weeks, or else he can't be Santa Claus. 
so spoilers, he settles for the principal. No, that's not what happens. They <laughs> fall in love. Uh, yeah, so they visit the... Well, Charlie's, like, graffitiing up uh, the gym with, like, anti-Christmas stuff. Yeah. And uh, obviously he gets caught. And um, What happened to him in eight years? <laughs> well, it's, it's addressed Nick in the Clyde. movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he doesn't get to see his dad much. And then he even says, he's like, do you know how hard it is? My dad has the best job in the world, and I can't tell anybody. Yeah, like, my dad is Santa Claus, and I literally can't tell anybody. So he has a lot of teenage angst, because, like, first of all, he's like, oh, where's your dad? And it's like, oh, well, he's, he's on business or whatever. Like, he can't say. And it's like, I, I want to tell people my dad's Santa Claus, but I can't. And, uh, yeah, so that's where his, like, motivation and conflict mm -hmm. come from but uh so yeah the principal punishes charlie which he's gonna expel him right yeah yeah and uh scott goes down and talks to everybody and then i don't know why he chooses the principal scott, scott also is a bit of an asshole in that scene where, like, Neil's like, well, what I think is he's like, oh, great. He's like, oh, do you got a pamphlet to pa pass around now to Neil? Like, he's just being, like, an asshole and, like, just <laughs> kind of pushing off everything that they're, like, saying about Charlie. Yeah. Um, That's, like, in the principal's office, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I really like uh, Neil as a character. He's, like, one of my favorite characters in these movies. Uh, he's a bumbling idiot. Yeah, I mean he's a, he's a therapist. What is it? Uh, and then uh, he, him, and uh, I forget um, Charlie's mom's name. They have a kid now. Yeah. Uh, Lucy. Lucy. Yeah. Yeah, and she knows that. I guess she finds out in this movie that Scott is Santa Claus at the by the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, because, oh, so obviously, um. Santa is like, oh, I can't leave the North Pole. We're like a month away from Christmas. Like somebody's got to be here to run shop. So, uh, is it Curtis that it's like I've been working on something and it's like I they they, they toyify him <laughs> and then so they put Scott through like a toy flying machine and then <clears throat> he comes out on the other side and it's like it looks perfect and it's like that's because it's me, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a great joke. Yeah, but then uh. Plastic Santa comes walking out. Terrifying. <laughs> Terrifying? Yeah. Plastic Santa is my favorite aspect of this entire movie. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, I always thought he was... Like, I wasn't, like, traumatized, yeah. but... I, was, I like, mean, I think it's crazy. intentionally unsettling. Yeah. But, uh, as you could probably tell, I really especially, enjoyed this especially movie. Especially in the third act. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, Santa needs somebody to run this... Uh, the North Pole while he's gone and uh, Bernard is like I could do it I'm basically done it already and he's like no we need like a figure Santa here so they, they make plastic Santa who is like I don't know it's it's hard to explain plastic Santa it's like it's not can we just call him what he is Mussolini yeah he is not Mussolini Santa he becomes he becomes a dictator by the third act of the film which is hilarious. It is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he literally has a uniform and yeah. everything. I love when he's like drinking the hot cocoa and he's like, wow! <laughs> like, That's good! Yeah. 
<laughs> Sam's got himself a little buzz. <laughs> like scream. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're like trying to like teach him like how to drink it. And he's like, and he like has it. And he's like looking at, looking to Curtis. Like, and Curtis is like, he's and like, he's like, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't like, he doesn't actually drink it. He's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then, and then he drinks it and chugs the whole thing like it's hot. Yeah, yeah, it should be like melting his mouth because yeah. it's plastic. He's like, woo, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he goes like he's like, woo, yeah. <laughs> um, we should talk about the costuming too. So, like, we mentioned it briefly for the first movie. Do you think that Tim Allen actually grew the beard? I don't know. Yeah, it always looks pretty good. It does look like it could be real. <clears throat> I don't think he gained the weight though. <laughs> he probably had a fancy one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> In some shots, you're like, mm, that could be an overweight Tim Allen. I mean, it, it, it's. I mean, I've never not thought that it was like fake. Like, I think it's convincing like all the time. Tim yeah. Allen, if we tweet at you and ask you if you gained all that weight like Christian Bale, will you respond? <laughs> I don't know if Tim Allen's on Twitter. Probably not. He's a bit of an eccentric guy these days. <laughs> um, yeah, so Mussolini Santa is uh, running the North Pole in uh, Scott's absence. And Curtis comes flying down from the North Pole. He's like, we have a problem. And he meets Lucy. And it's like, oh, I work with uh, Scott. Uncle Scott. Uncle, yeah, Uncle Scott. And uh, it's like, what's wrong with your ears? It's like, I don't eat my green vegetables. Do you eat your green vegetables? <laughs> she freaks out. Um, they need to capture the tooth fairy because Scott's out of magic. He used all of his magic to try and win over uh, the principal. What is her name? I, I was just going to say, her name is escaping me at this moment. No, the escape clause is the third one. Yes, that's true. That's her Which one? The, that one? Laura? No, that's... Uh, Carol. Carol Calvin. Mrs. Okay. C. But yeah, so uh, Carol, he wins her over. Uh, he uses all of her, his magic, basically, because they go on, like, a sleigh ride, and he's... Yeah, no, like, deliberately over them. And he uses his magic to find out what all of the faculty and staff wanted as kids for their birth or for Christmas. And uh, then he gets them all drunk. Yeah, he gets them all drunk. And then uh, he basically is like, oh, by the way, I'm Santa Claus. And she thinks that he's like fucking with her because she's she confided in him saying it's like, oh, whenever I was a kid, I like wanted to marry Santa Claus. And he's like, oh, do you now? Funny because I am Santa Claus. And then she's like, oh, yeah, really funny, basically, like... Cause, Thanks, asshole. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, she's an adult, and Santa Claus isn't real. <laughs> but, um, Charlie, eventually, I guess him and Scott, like, reconcile. Like, they have that cathartic moment where he's like, what I mentioned earlier, it's like, I can't tell anybody, but, you know, I love you, and I want to spend time with you. Uh, they have that cathartic moment, and uh, they capture the Tooth Fairy so that uh, Scott can go back to the North Pole and Charlie convinces her. It's like, uh, believing isn't, or seeing isn't believing, believing is seeing. And she has, he has that globe that is like magic. Hmm. Um, yeah. And, uh, she gets whisked away to the North Pole and they get married right before Christmas. 
And he has the magic to finish Christmas night. And and then divorces her the next morning. No. They love each other. For now. (laughs) And in the next one. I think. I'm just being being a cynical (laughs) ass. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, I like this one the most. Yeah. I. Yeah. Uh, I just love... So yeah, this is my favorite of them. I love Scott, so I love Mussolini Santa. I think it's hilarious, and then I also love he's because he's like everyone's on the naughty list. You're all naughty and like basically trying to cancel Christmas. And he has the Nutcracker Nazis. <laughs> yeah, the Nutcracker Nazis. Um, and I really like. So I like the aesthetic of Scott as Santa Claus, and like him like doing magic stuff. But I also like him as Scott Calvin, like whenever he's just regular Tim Allen. And we get a healthy mix of that in this movie, where he's like back just trying to... It's And it's a nice love story. He's trying to... He's fallen in love. It's it's a little weird because he's basically like you. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I'm going to marry you. But uh, yeah, other than that, it's really nice. Yeah, definitely. I'm just going to break the fourth wall. I didn't get a chance to rewatch these, so it's been a while. But um, and I'm running on like two hours of sleep, so there's why I'm so quiet. But anyway, uh, well, good because you're spearheading the third. <laughs> well, that's okay because I got the I got a paragraph here I can read. Uh, I saw this one in theaters. I saw. I did. I saw. I saw when did the first one come out? 94. So, okay, yeah, so we, we saw it in theaters. I mean, I, 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 I could have. Second one and third one, I, I, I did. I did see the second and the third one in theaters. Yeah. I remember, like, being so excited to see the third one in theaters because... And then being I, let down. Yeah, I had so much love for the second movie and the first one. But the second one, because it was the first one I saw in theaters, that may be a contributing factor to why I like it so much. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Uh, doesn't really... Go with this one because I, I don't really like this one. Mm-hmm. I don't hate. I liked it at the time. It's okay, but when I like in recent years, I was just like, yeah, this one's not. It's a as good. Fine. It's a serviceable movie. Yeah, I mean, it's not like where's my time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want my time back. But... <laughs> I like Martin Short a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a stupid All right, uh, so. Uh, Christmas cheer turns into holiday chaos when Scott Calvin, Tim Allen, uh, invites his in-laws for a visit and must simultaneously contend with Jack Frost's uh, scheme to take over the North Pole. Scott, his family, and the head elf, uh, Curtis, must join forces to foil the nefarious plot. Yeah. He also brings... uh... Um, Lucy and Neil and uh, Charlie's mom up to the North Pole for whatever reason. But yeah, I don't remember why exactly. Uh, so they're having that like meeting of the elders again <laughs> of all the mystical creatures. And uh, they, I, they're just saying like Jack Frost is causing them trouble, right? Yeah. And then he's like, oh, come on. Or they're like not granting him status or something like that. And he's like, come on, I'll, Scott's like, I'll take him under my wing and, you know, he'll help me out. I, I can, I'll prove that he's, you know, a good spirit or whatever. And obviously, played by Morton Short, he's like, going to use this opportunity to try and win over 
Santa's position. Which uh, he learns about the Santa Claus, or the escape clause, I think, from Curtis. Yeah. Because, um, so the escape clause is this one where if the current Santa is holding the snow globe that, like, embodies, like, his this reign of Santa, and he says, I wish I had never been Santa at all, he gets teleported back in time to the moment that he became Santa Claus, and he can redo that moment. So Martin Short learns this, and he uses like he basically sows chaos between uh, Scott and his wife and his in-laws, so that he's like exasperated enough to be like, "Yeah, I wish I was never Santa at all." But so um, they're pregnant, and that's like a big contributing factor. And uh, his in-laws are very annoying. Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> they're like, "Oh, I how are you running things up here? I can do things better." And he's trying to run the. Uh, toy shop for Christmas, and you know, it's just, just all all heck breaks loose. Maybe I'm mis misremembering, but don't the in laws like not fully believe that he's actually Santa? Claus? Well, they don't. They don't. Uh, he doesn't tell them until after uh, he comes back. Okay. So, spoiler alert: Martin Short ends up convincing Scott, or like tricking Scott, to saying, "I wish I was never Santa at all." And then he gets teleported back in time. With and him. yeah, with yeah, with Jack Frost, mm-hmm. who like tussles with him and ends up putting on Santa's coat and being teleported in time. He was he was Santa Claus for like it's like an alternate timeline type of thing. Right. He was Santa Claus for however many years that it's like uh, Biff King the old <laughs> Yeah, kind of. For like twenty years or whatever. Maybe not that extreme, but I digress. He basically capitalized on the North Pole. Yeah, he opens up the North Pole to, like, uh, the masses. Right. To make out the shitload of money. Yeah, which is so weird to me that, like, like that's his motivation. Like, what's he gonna do with money? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a he's an Im- immortal creature. Yeah, yeah, he has magic to spare. It's, it's just odd. It is. Odd. I do really like, uh, like, the showiness of it. Because, mm. like, he has, like, the Santa beard, and it's, like, all, like, icicles and things. And he sings uh, Frank Sinatra's New York, New York except it's North Pole. Yeah. I really like that scene. Um, and the way that uh, he convinces, or he, he, and then Scott tricks Jack Frost how to say it back, because um, he has, like, a pen recorder. Right. And he says, he gets him to say, I wish I was never Santa at all. And uh, he has he convinces Lucy to like sneak into the snow globe place and get Jack Frost snow globe and he tricks him and uh, he whenever he like he like throws his um, snow globe at him and he catches it and he's like oh great now what are you gonna have me say I'm not gonna say it and then he's like he he hits the play button and it's like I wish I was never saying it at all and he's like now who said that Rudolph. Rudolph's mama, <laughs> because that's what Jack Frost said to uh, Scott whenever he first came. He's like, "You tricked me," and it's like, "Well, I didn't. You said it." Um, yeah. Uh, this one just doesn't hold a, much of a place in my heart as the other ones because, like, it looks great, but I don't know. The story is. I I think it was a cash grab. You think so? I think they were like, "We need to finish the trilogy." I don't know. I could see that. It's short, too. It is pretty short. 
That is a saving grace of the movie. It doesn't overstay its welcome. No, it's like how how long is the runtime? Uh, let's see. It is not long. It is like an hour and some change. Yeah. I'll find it. Keep going. Hour and a half. Yeah, hour yeah. and a half. Yeah, I mean typical. Yeah, it's that's that's par for the course of uh Christmas movies. Um yeah, so one, it doesn't really embody the Christmas spirit like the other two do, in no. my opinion. Like, in the first one, it's like, oh, we're we're growing with Scott in becoming Santa. You know, we, mm. we, we're feeling that, like, oh, yeah, sense of duty and, like, oh, the Christmas spirit being invigorated in him, like, reinvigorated in him with that one. And in the second one, we're with Scott through his, like, love interest and his love journey. And that's, like, synonymous with Christmas, you know, love and giving and all that goodwill toward men. So that is, like, yeah, we feel that and everything. And then the third one, it's just, like, I'm Jack Frost and I'm going to steal Santa Claus from you. So there's not really, yeah. like, the the warm-hearted feeling you get. Yeah. And, and, like, prior to that, it's basically Scott just arguing with his wife and his in-laws the entire time. Alan Arkin. Yeah, Alan Arkin as his uh, father-in-law. Because it's like, sure, there are like that comes with the territory of like having family over during Christmas time. There are there's beef and arguments and things. But I don't want to watch a movie about it if it's not like a, like the a butt of a joke. You know, it's usually more AKA of a, Christmas vacation. Yeah, exactly. Like Christmas vacation obviously has that, but it serves the purpose of for comedy. Right. And in this one, it's just like tension. And uh, uncomfortability that I don't really care yeah, for. Yeah, there's no joke of uh, Carol's mom coming up to her and being like, I have hemorrhoids. <laughs> and her going, oh, mother. Oh, mother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that that's another reason why it's it's it just doesn't hit the same as for me. Because it doesn't really embody the Christmas spirit. It just doesn't hit the spot. It doesn't, it doesn't hit the belly the way that it should. <laughs> It doesn't jiggle it. <laughs> jiggle like a bowl full, bowl full of jelly. I'm gonna give the second one two jellies. <laughs> two jellies. Uh, I wish that Charlie was in the third one more, though. He's I forgot it. that he was. He even in it? Yeah, he shows up uh, at the very end because, um, um, because like, um, basically Jack Frost is like sabotaging the workshop and fucking everything up. And then he shows up at the end, he's like, yeah, I came in to help, uh, you know, get things on track, basically. Him yeah. and the Molinator. Char Char oh. oh, that's right, he does show up at the Molinator. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say, like, I picture Charlie walking in, like, in the third act of the movie for, like, two seconds, and it's just, like, his stunt double, and he's like, putting out a cigarette, like, on a reindeer or something, and he's like, yeah, I came to help, Dad. <laughs> so, uh, Aaron had brought something up to me earlier. Or I guess it was earlier in the month. Uh, apparently, he saw a picture of the dude that played Charlie. Yeah, and he's like, "I'm ready to play Santa Claus now." Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He was like, "All I want," or it said on it. I don't think it was written on there. Oh yeah, something else was written on there, but somebody like typed something on there. It said, "All I want for Christmas is to play Santa Claus in the Santa Claus Four. And then everyone like people in the comments were like, "Oh, oh no!" Like. <laughs> Do you, do you know how you become the Santa Claus? They're like, you have to kill your dad. <laughs> Maybe, so it could be the Santa Claus. So it could be like the inheritance clause where it's like, for some reason, uh, 
You think David Krumholtz is just gonna like put on like the dreadlocks again and just come in and be like, "Well, it's the inheritance clause." Like he's out like books, like we're, we're like let's say um, Bernard's just an alcoholic yeah. at this point. Let's say Scott like hurt himself and he can't uh, perform the Christmas duties. So the inheritance clause is like, "Oh well, your firstborn son is obligated to take over for Santa," and it's like him doing that. Like you, you can write it any type of way, because clearly there's like a clause that needs to be the driving force behind every single one of these yeah. movies. Uh, what if he just? But what if Charlie just pushes him off a roof? I mean, he could do that. He could do that. That begs the question. So uh, they he's. Scott and Carol successfully have their child by the end of the movie. Um, is it like a lineage thing? Like a family lineage thing? Because, like, the previous Santa had to have had children, right? Maybe. Like, with the San with his Mrs. Claus, because there's the Mrs. Claus. But where are they at? Exactly! I mean, we're digging into this when we shouldn't be, but let's say, like... so. What the hell, Disney? <laughs> yeah, so Scott, like, whenever he, like, gets old enough and he's gonna die, he's like, Charlie... He's probably like his, his Charlie. <laughs> you have to take over for Santa Claus. You have to take over me, Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> so, Mr. Pearl out of this. <laughs> but yeah, that's. I think that's all we've got to say about yeah. the Santa Claus movies, right? Yeah, they're pretty straightforward. They're a great watch for the holiday. Solid season. holiday Christmas movies. Yeah. Um, it is hard to watch. Like one without watching the other two, at least. I mean, you could skip out on three, in my opinion, but it's still worth the watch if you watch the other ones. So, rating time? Yeah, rating time. Um, hmm. I'll give the first Santa Claus a six and a half out of ten. It's a great Christmas movie. It's short and sweet to the point. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. It's a good holiday movie. It's a good movie. It is good. Um, yeah. Like you said earlier, these aren't like good like review movies. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, they're Christmas movies, so... We were, we were going to pick something Christmassy. I mean, you put it, you put it on to... I don't know, just a to get in the oh, holiday yeah, spirit. Yeah, get, get in the holiday spirit and reminisce. You, you don't watch it to like, I don't know, study it. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, no, no, no. You put it, break you it, put down. it on to reminisce. Like that, that's that's literally what you do. Like you put it on, you're like, ah, oh, I remember Christmases long ago. Yeah, uh, scary ghost stories and tales of the glory. Yeah, I'm gonna echo your seven for the first movie. All right. That's usually the one I go to. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the Spider-Man 2 of this trilogy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for uh, the uh, Santa Claus 2, I will probably give it a 7.5 out of 10. I don't know if I'm going to give it an 8, but close to an 8. 7.5. Because this one's my favorite. I could watch this all the time. And so I used to watch these all the time on like Freeform or uh, ABC Family whenever it was still on. And it was it would always play the first one and the third one. And it would never play the second one. So I don't know why channels do that. Yeah. Uh, it must be some kind of like contractual. Yeah. yeah. So like I I've seen those ones like 
I mean, I've seen the second one a ton, but I've seen those ones far more. And uh, now that it's all they're all on Disney Plus, I could just go and watch a second one anytime I want. It's my favorite one of these, so yeah. I am gonna give it an eight out of ten. I used to quote that movie all <laughs> the time when I was younger. Like me and my friends would always quote that movie. So, yeah. So now eight out of ten quotability. There's no memes. There's no memes of the Santa Claus movies. Why? It's hard. You can only post Christmas themed memes for so long out of the year. So. Okay, but like, give them to me. <laughs> Make them. Yeah, well. Uh, I'll just start I'm, making Mussolini Santa memes. I almost don't even feel right giving this one a rating because the the way you guys talk about it, like clearly, I need to actually sit down and rewatch this one. It's a good one. Uh, so I'm gonna opt out of giving this one a rating. Right, right, like I, I don't feel right in even saying anything. <laughs> right, you can that's, rate it next time. That's fair. Yeah, watch it, and and then after Christmas, whenever we do the next one, we'll uh, you can rate Santa Claus too. Yeah. We'll start the episode that way. Yeah. <laughs> and for uh the escape clause, I'll give it just a six out of ten. It's lower than the first one in my opinion and yeah it's it, it's still a serviceable movie uh but yeah just the weakest of all three of them mm-hmm. oh excellent i'm gonna go uh five and a half out of ten uh i do remember when we were talking about this one i do remember this one <laughs> a little more than probably because i saw it in theater so it, yeah it sticks with you it, yeah it just sticks with me a little bit better than the rest but um yeah five out five and a half out then all right there you have it everybody our christmas themed episode in the books another one down thank you for your recommendation my pleasure as always well we have another recommendation coming our way by yours truly i'm sort of in a the same boat as aaron last time a little ill prepared now yeah, except I was ill-prepared up until you said it's your recommendation. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it is. Well, uh, you at least realized it. I've had this one on the back burner for a little while. <clears throat> I don't know how long of a talk we'll have about it, but I wanted to revisit this one for a while. I really enjoyed it when I was younger, so uh, I'm going to be recommending Jim Carrey's The Mask for oh, next yeah. episode. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched that and. I don't think I've ever actually watched that the whole way through. No way. Uh-uh. Yeah. So I want to revisit it, and uh, I figure now this is as good a chance as any. So. Smoking. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I know. I, I know. <laughs> I know, like, the lines from it and everything. I just don't think I've ever actually watched it the whole oh way through. Oh, my God. This is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for watching and listening to our Santa Claus trilogy discussion and review. We sure enjoyed talking about it. Make sure to watch Jim Carrey's The Mask before next episode if you don't want to get spoiled for it. We will be having a spoiler discussion. Make sure to like, share, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And more importantly, have a happy holiday season and a Merry Christmas.